Welcome to the Gary Wilkson Podcast. I'm taking this brief moment just to tell you a little bit about what's coming up here in the near future. Joshua West, my co-host and myself, will be doing a 12-week podcast series on the fascinating, life-altering Word of God. As a believer, we know that the Word of God is vital to us. It's crucial. It's one of the most important things as the Holy Spirit inspires that word into our heart and life. It changes our behavior. That's the altering part of this. This 12-week series will break down things like uh, maybe words that you've heard before but don't fully understand how to uh, take uh, expositional approach to Scripture, how to look at it in context, how to do hermeneutics, how to know the difference between exegesis and eisegesis. Big words, we're going to make them known to you, and it's going to bring uh, greater joy to your understanding of the Word of God. Right after that, the next 12-week series here on our podcast, the Gary Wilson Podcast, will be the law and the gospel. Martin Luther said, if a man or woman rightly divides the Word of God into the understanding of the law and gospel, it will free them from condemnation, shame, fear, anger, a sense of failure, not living up to the Word. That's what the law oftentimes does. Uh, and then the gospel brings life and freedom and salvation. But then there's a right understanding as as the scripture says, uh, the word of God, the the law of God, is if used rightly, is good for us. The law is good, and so how how does that come? If if the law is passed away, then it's good. We then we're going to talk about all these kind of things. If you're enjoying this podcast, can I ask you to do us a favor? Would you mind subscribing uh, just down below? And also then uh, send us information, uh, send us questions, and like uh, put a like on there as well. And then last but not least, invite your friends to watch this program as well. We would love to spread the word even further, deeper, wider, and broader. Uh, so help help us with that. We appreciate that. Join us soon. We're getting ready to launch this new way of doing podcasts. Normally, we've been doing them one at a time. Now, we're going to be doing them in 12-week series on particular topics. Can't wait till you join us on these new series. But in the meantime, enjoy these rerun podcasts. I think you're going to be blessed by them. Welcome to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast, and I'm here with a great friend, uh, Pastor Claudude from Montreal, Canada. He has been raised up by God to do things that really the world would say is impossible, probably even a lot of other Christians would say impossible. And we want to speak into your life here today in a very important way because we believe there are situations in your life that seem impossible, that seem difficult, that only a supernatural power of God could uh, give you the breakthrough to see what you need in your life. And that breakthrough can come, and we believe it's through the faith, uh, confident, bold, strong faith that the God of the impossible loves to work through vessels that are open to be used by God. So uh, grateful to have you here with us, Pastor Claude. Uh, you have, uh, I wanted to get into your testimony briefly, but you have started a, uh, I would call it a supernatural, miraculous church in, in, a, in a country where there's, you know, less and less Christians and in a province, Quebec, where there's very few Christians to start with in a city of Montreal where you know, even less, and there's an agnosticism and a, ag agnes uh, uh, what's the word, uh, getting angry at well, the, the gospel. it's actually a very anti-Christ culture. And, right, there you go. And you're in the middle of that, and yet instead of sort of like barely surviving, you know, you've started a thriving church with thousands and thousands, six, five, six, seven thousand mm -hmm. people that are uh, coming there, people saved every week and stuff like that. So I, I wanted to get you on this podcast because I think it would really be important for our listeners to really understand, you know, how does somebody do the impossible? How does somebody... Uh, do that. And so that's where I'm going to go next. But first, uh -huh. to get to that place, you know, uh, you, I, don't know, I hope this doesn't sound rude. You're my good friend, but you'd probably be an unlikely candidate to do all that from your upbringing. You know what I mean? 
you probably could have been dead or you probably could have been in jail. Absolutely. No, I was born in a family uh, of uh, three or four generations of alcoholics, violent men, grew up in a house where much violence. There's a, there's a moment. I grew up with my, my father being violent and beating on my mother and, and, and even on us. And the, we, we didn't even know these, these things so well back then, those terms, but my dad would, would today totally have been diagnosed bipolar. He was, he was, and, and with the alcohol and so there's, they, I grew up with this and there's, there's a moment that, that in retrospect, I remember where my, I was just 11 years, 11 years old, where my, the, the anger overcame my fear of my dad and he was beating on my mother at night mm -hmm. and back in those days we had they would bring milk to us we lived in a really poor area of the city and they the milk was in glass bottles and there was a moment there's a day where all i would do is, is, is shake in my bed when he's my dad's breaking everything and, and, and beating and, and being so threatening but there's a moment where I, at 11 years old and i believe it was spiritual back then even the enemy just laying his hold on me where I came out with a, a a glass bottle and 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 I broke it and told my dad, if you if you don't stop beating on on mom, you better kill me because if you don't, when you sleep, I'll and, and I remember as a young man just using these words, I'll open you up like a fish, and 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 it was just to say a, a crazy insane moment. It just got from eleven twelve just just crazy. I became what I hated. I became an alcoholic myself, a drug addict myself. And my mother um, would work, began working with a lady who I still know today was a Christian, beginning witnessing to her. And, and my mom just, just thought of me. And she said, my mom wasn't a woman of faith at all back then. But uh, through, through those, that relationship, I ended up in, in, in a church service, first church service I've ever heard, and, and heard the gospel, heard, so, and, and, and came to God. I remember leaning up, weeping, and um, leaning into my pocket, I had a knife in the pocket, and uh, and I had a flask, empty flask of whiskey in the other, and just just knelt there. And the only way I can describe it is when I got back up. I didn't even know this, those scriptures by then, but all things passed away, all things becoming new. So I was born in the kingdom supernaturally, and and over over the months that followed, God broke, began to break every um a dependency that i had and, and a drug addiction and and, and and actually deposited a a a calling on my heart but that was so totally unlikely i was doing janitoring in the small church and i remember having this this thought of, of of serving god and of speaking for god and weeping and but but nobody looked at me and thought this uh, that guy is going to be Mothers were hiding their daughters in church when I when I showed up, and and I I took a class. It was a homiletics class, which I teach now in our Bible college, but it was in French in Montreal. And the pastor who was teaching it is still alive today. I know I know him well, and he asked us at the end of the semester. I'm I'm just newly saved to do a five minute sermon. So I didn't my actually I I went over time, which which is still a problem. <laughs> So I, but I, I did my seven minutes with all my heart, just, just gave it all I had. And I, when it was over, he took me aside. We had coffee, a little coffee break. This is like 10 students. And, and he began to explain to me and he said, you know, some, some people, because of where they come from, they, he began to explain to me, you shouldn't, you shouldn't think anymore of speaking in public because of the way you talk because of your whole uh, the, the 
everything I was. He said, you know, you, you, you could serve God in so many other ways. He says, what do you do? I said, I said, well, I do janitoring in the tree. He says, that's good. That's good. You, can, you, you should do that. And I actually said, if you, if you love Quebec, you should, people like you should bar from their mind the idea of becoming a preacher. You, you, just, you would just do more harm than good. And that Sunday, I was so brokenhearted. And I went to church that Sunday and I asked an elder in our church and I said, I told him the whole story. I said, he, he said, so I said, what do you think? What do you, you think I could? And he goes, he goes, Ugh. but he says, you know, he says in the Old Testament, uh, God even spoke through a donkey. <laughs> oh, man. So that was his word of life. So, so, so supernatural living just by faith and just whatever we are, God made us and sustains us. And, and if someone's watching and thinking, I'm not, I'm underqualified, or I, uh, words were spoken over you, over your life. You have to, to, to hear what God says about you. And you have to, to trust only in what God says about you. He, he's the only, he, he has the ultimate word uh, over you. Don't accept any other tag, any other name that what God and destiny, that what God has prepared for you. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a kingdom version of rags to riches, you know, uh, the rags to riches in the American culture is mm -hmm. usually somebody who's born into poverty and um, lacking in some area and pulling themselves up by their bootstraps and making their own life happen. And then that story is terrible. So, so you can, you can do that as well in the kingdom of God. It's a little bit different. It's not, you know, you didn't just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You got some supernatural assistance there. Uh, what in, I don't know if the ingredients is the right word I'm looking for here, but that's best I can come up with. What or what elements, things would you say were part of God doing the work in your life? What what ingredients took you from your background, your history, your hurts and wounds, and then hearing those words over you spoken? How did you get through that to to where now you're? The richest part in the kingdom of riches mm -hmm. is your soul winner. You have probably one of the largest churches in Canada, and certainly probably the most thriving Bible school. Mm -hmm. You're reaching, uh, you know, hundreds of yeah, churches planted around the French-speaking world. Yeah. Uh, you've spoken at probably a hundred nations around the world. That's a big gap from that. What went into that, and how did that happen? Well, that's a wide. That's a wide that's a question. question. Yeah, that's, big. <laughs> that's a big question. I, I would say though that at the beginning, uh, God led me to. There's and again he's I'm still friends with him. There's a family who took me in and um, they they had no TV. They stayed in a mobile home and I was just a young Christian and I lived with them for about a year. And they they taught me to pray. They taught me to be in the Word. They taught me and they so so I could retrace so much uh, to, the, to those moments, but. It, to, the, to that one year, but the the element of a profound sense of depending on God. I never felt, uh, I never, and, and if anything now, um, after all these years of ministry, um, I feel more God-dependent and in need of supernatural fruit in my life every day than, and, and, and honestly, I, I, I've, I've hungered and thirst for God my whole life. And, and, and there's all these dynamics of fasting and prayer that, that were developed and, and being in the word and, and, and being, being privileged by God and blessed by God to be uh, around men of God like your father. I mean, it's, 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 it's an amazing thing for me to be here in, in a studio with you um, for, for your audience. Uh, 
as a 21-year-old coming out of Bible school, they, I was invited to, to be your father's interpreter from English into French. And if you can believe this all these years later, he actually felt a, a leading from God to come and spend five weeks in Quebec on a bus traveling from city to city. And, and actually um, being unqualified and, and nobody seeing any that much in me, um, I found out later on how I was chosen to be his interpreter. Um, there was a, a, I can name the, the movement, but it was a, a very large Pentecostal movement and they had a ministerial to decide who's going to be the interpreter. I wasn't there, just came out of Bible school and I was preaching for five years. I preached over a thousand messages to 40 people or less, small, small, just preaching my heart at that. And, 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 and uh, they had the big meeting, I wasn't there and they had this big discussion, who's going to be uh, so if there's so, so much division, then when they would name one man, this well-known pastor, there's a group that would say, well, if it's him, we're not participating. And then they would name another one. No, if it's him and somebody in the back, which I still know who, who that is, he's still alive and I, I thank him. But somebody in the back said, hey, what about that, that Claude guy? He, he, he's so unknown. He has no enemies yet. So my claim to fame, my, my claim to fame was my insignificance. Uh, but in the purposes of God, I mean, it'd be that, that, that meeting with your father. And then here we are 40 years later and, and the friendship developed and, and preaching them school church all the years. And then knowing you, that what an amazing thing for me to be on the board of World Challenge and to be here and to see from generation to to generation. So, so the the to be the idea of the supernatural fruit of God in our lives, that depending on the God, never losing the sense of depending on Him, the the thirsting, the the hungering, and the the thirsting uh, for the Lord. The actually the 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 idea that we can have a lot of of leaves. But Jesus is still hungry for, he's looking through the leaves. I'm, I've been, I preached this last week at our church in Mark 11. He's looking through the fig tree, the leaves, and he's actually looking, he's hungry, and he's looking for supernatural fruit. And that has been, I, I didn't even have that theology back then, but the, the absolute sense of conviction that I, can, I can't, unless God, at the beginning it was, unless God helps me one more day, I, I can't stop drinking. I can't stop the violent temper that I had, the the the, the insane uh, anger, fits, and rage that would lay hold of me. I can't stop using. I can't stop that that bitterness. I had dreams of bitterness and hatred, and so so that it was such a deep sense of unless God brings that supernatural fruit in me, and then through the years of ministry, to me that's one of my the greatest battle in ministry. I I've addressed thousands of pastors face to face. The greatest battle in ministry is losing that sense of, because after a while we can study, we can preach, we can know how we can, uh, we have giftings, we have talents, but, but Jesus is hungry for supernatural fruit that transcends even our, our, our human cycles. The, the, the passage in, in, in Mark, if I, if I can read it, Gary, in Mark, I'm curious how, how hunger gets the supernatural. Yeah. In Mark, in Mark 11, um, the, the, there's this, um, this moment where, where it says Jesus was hungry, uh, verse 12, the next day they come out of Bethany, he was hungry and seeing from afar, a fig tree having leaves, he went to see it. If perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. 
but it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, speaking to the fig tree, let no one eat uh, fruit from you ever again. And the disciples heard it. Hmm. And, and I believe that Jesus is still hungry for, for us as his, as his people and as his servants. I know there's a lot of leaders watching this podcast. Still hungry. He's still, he, he, he's the only one who can go through all the leaves uh, and, and look in our hearts for supernatural fruit. Um, the, the, it wasn't a season for the fig tree. In the, na- in the natural cycles of what the fig tree could produce, it wasn't a season. So, so the, the, the natural seasons in our lives, and to me it represents our, our own ability, our talents, our capacity. After a while, our knowledge, our know-how, I, I've preached probably 5,000 times in my life. So you, there's, you, you've learned things, and we have our theology. And now they, with media and everything else, there can be so much leaves and 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 most pe- and and people even around us sometimes can't see the difference between the leaves and a lot of leaves going around. And Jesus finds his way, and he's looking for fruit that we cannot produce in our natural cycles with my talent, my ability, with my homiletics, with my my giftings, with my personality, my charisma, whatever whatever's in me, and my experience, my expertise. He's looking for. Supernatural, supernatural, a supernatural piece is looking to produce in us a supernatural peace, a supernatural joy, a supernatural courage, supernatural capacity to forgive. Now, the chapter, the, the, this is preceding the, cleans, the cleansing of the temple. And he did it at the beginning of his ministry and the end of his ministry. So, so there's the idea of a, the, 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 the turning over of tables in our lives. At the beginning and at the end of the ministry, he walks in the temple, turns over the tables. My house will be a house of prayer. And if you're not, and, 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 and again, very known language, very common language to us, but my house shall be a house of prayer, but you made it a den, a den of thieves. It's the idea, it, 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 the profound idea that without that communion, that dependence, that seeking for supernatural uh, fruit, we're actually stealing. We're stealing from people what God want, would want to give them. That's why the disciples heard it. I pray that I hear it every day, that Jesus still says, let no one eat of that fruit, of that tree again. Let no one eat of a church with foliage and no fruit. Let no one eat of preaching that is, that is, that is, that might be even very sound doctrinally, but without that, that, that pouring out of life. Let no one hear of dry, uh, let, let no one eat of a fruit of dry hearts with, with, without that flow, supernatural compassion that's beyond ours. Uh, even in, 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 our, in our present situation with the, with the COVID and, and all the nations and, and everything that's going on and, and the barrage of anger on, on, the, on the media, social media, God is looking for, for, for the church, for us to, to shine with supernatural fruit. And, and I, I've been, I've been in that, this is not in legalism or it's just deep conviction that unless I'm my I'm in, I'm returning to the house of prayer in my own life for the supernatural fruit, I'm I'm thieving, I'm robbing my wife of the husband that should be walking in spiritual fruit. I'm robbing my kids of the father and my grandkids of the grand uh, of the grand grandpa that that need that needs to walk in supernatural. I'm, I'm I'm robbing the leaders I'm developing. I'm robbing our church. I'm robbing myself and the kingdom of God of the destiny God 
has called me to be and to accomplish. So, so for me, the overturning of tables in our lives has to be a continual process. Uh, a continual seeking. Every season in our lives, there's, there's. Uh, he did. He, he cleansed the temple at the beginning. He cleansed it at the end. There's never going to be a season where I, I am not called to overturn tables again overturn tables and go back to the house of prayer and hear his voice says, let no one eat of that foliage without fruit. That, that no one hear that, that, that tree uh, again. You know, for the 25th, and I'm not going to name any names, but for the 25th anniversary of our church a few years ago, we're 28 years old, we had been blessed and, and, and just, just a fa- uh, at that time, so blessed to, during the year we had get different speakers. You came and Pastor Carter came and spoke. But that year, we had booked dates and we, the whole weekend, whole uh, two-day conference with, with what was then one of the, if not the most well-known apologetics teacher and author in the world. And we're so blessed that he's coming. And during that, that for the, that same 25 years, we had another month in the fall where if I was to name back then, the pastor of pastors, the leader of the largest movement of churches and just... He was coming. And that summer of the 25th, I was preaching in Times Square Church. And in the afternoon, uh, after preaching the service at Times Square Church, I went just and sat in the audience in a church in New York City that back then was the, it was the thing happening. And all three of these great men of God had, were there because there, there was a seasons in their lives where they sought the fruit. And they were walking. And and there was so much going on. So because this is the the chapter of the hosannas and the crowds and the this is the this is the worship videos with fifty thousand people and everything is just so so outwardly amazing and the books are coming out and but it's obvious now without any judgment or earns it's obvious that there were some tables in these men's life that they stopped overthrowing. That they stopped overturning, that that they they stopped at one point in their lives overturning the table. So they 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 stopped just leaning, depending, and 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 seeking for supernatural fruit. And you can go, and they they could last on the mercy of God and on talent and giftings and momentum for so many years. And I'm not speaking of their salvation, or I'm not speaking, but they're each of these in each of these stories now. There's so much harm, so much hurt. So much tears, and there's vast portions of the testimony that that have been that have been spoiled and soiled. So the disciple and his disciples heard it. So how I, I I'm 59 years old. So and this morning we had devotion with an 80 year old man, not 79 years old, who's totally on fire, the president of the of the Board of World Challenge, Barry McGuire. And I, and I sat there just, just, I was weeping actually from a part of his speech. Uh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing Jesus say, I'm looking through, for, don't, I'm not impressed with your foliage and your leaves. Uh, I'm looking today for supernatural fruit. And if your heart is, is, if your heart is open, I want to still show you tables that have to be overturned. There's tables that have to be uh, overturned. The, the the very next passage is on whatever you ask in, in faith. Say that at mountain, but then watch your heart. All about all about offenses. It, you know, it's it's whatever you, is right after the right after the fig tree. Have faith. Verse twenty three. 
Surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He, he will have whatever he says. Verse 25. And whenever you stand praying and you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may, that may also forgive you your trespasses. You do not, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So, so one table to be careful to continually overturn is the table of offenses in our lives. So, so, so that whole depending on supernatural fruit and, and not being not being fooled by, not believe our own leaves, not be fooled by our own foliage. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, this, people don't know hearts. They, they, I love this, this short passage in, 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 this, in the same chapter where uh, it says that Jesus went, uh, just trying to find a reference. Uh, yeah, in verse 11, I mean, the, the scene is so incredible. This is the Hosanna moment. He's walk, coming into Jerusalem and the crowds are shouting and this is, and he went into Jerusalem and into the temple, and when he had looked around at all things, he the crowd is enthralled, and but he's got his eyes fixed on the temple. These different, all our ministries where with these these public amazing moments, he knows all around, all about our hearts, our temple. Am I am I going to allow him in? Am I going to allow him to to shine his light and to say that table needs to be overturned? There's some. I, I feel there's some tables in my life that are perpetual. Uh, I was battling some of the f f anger or other things in my case. There's some things that that's in your, your personality and your, that, that's in your ethos. But I believe that with each season of life and ministry, there's also new tables to overturn. That wasn't a, it wasn't a challenge when I was 20, 30, 40. It is one now. And, and, and again, referring this morning, the devotion we had, the whole idea of, of finishing well, the whole idea of never stopping, never stop overthrowing the tables, never stop hearing him say, I'm looking for supernatural fruit in your life. And, and, and frankly, in the very last days of the very last days, I believe that's, that's, it's a question of survival. One, one, one secular uh, quote that I love that, that I read from a leader during the beginning of the pandemic, Warren Buffett said, when talking about the pandemic, when the tide goes out, you're going to see who was swimming naked. <laughs> so the, the, I've done a lot of crisis leadership podcasts since the beginning of the, the pandemic. And, and people say, well, I often say, well, the, the crisis molds you, or I find that the crisis reveals us. It reveals uh, the foliage won't do. In this season of ministry, the foliage, the 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 the, the we, we we were in Quebec, um, fifteen months without having a church door open, and rely and and building the plane, in, in flight, uh, going online, and 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 this the deep sense standing alone in, in an empty church speaking into a camera, and the deep sense that unless Holy Spirit ministers and brings conviction and and touches and ministers to people's lives all of it is noise it's just foliage it's just it's just leaves and and having through the year uh water baptisms of people we had one last sunday dozens of people getting baptized where of people that were saved online that never stepped foot in our church but somehow through the conviction of the holy spirit the the supernatural fruit hitting their hearts 
bringing them to Christ and them responding. Very moving for us to see people coming into the building for the first time. And they've been following us for a year online and being discipled online. and being So the idea of, of, of in every generation, but I believe in this, in this present day, um, the church and, not, and ourselves as leaders and as a man, as a husband, as a dad, as a, just see the seeking of the supernatural fruit is absolute. Powerful word. This was blessing my heart as I hear you say that. Um, I know you're, you teach preaching and homiletics and I'm hearing you take this and I know you have, you're strong in application. Uh, so as I look at the, the, the leaves, the foliage, and then I look at the tables to be overturned. How do we deal with those? So, so, so somebody's listening to us and go like, "Yeah, I kind of got some foliage. I think I'm putting on a, you know, I, I guess my for some reason my mind went to like a husband who's yeah. like, you know, a good Christian man. I go to church and, you know, in front of the crowds I treat my wife well and, uh, you know, I, my kids are these shining examples. But inside they're like, like, like you're talking about anger and stuff. That would be that would be foliage, right? That'd be an out external. Uh, and then how, how how do you help a man or a woman who's who's actually finding themselves exactly they're going like man Pastor Claude well, you're, it, you're hitting it, me over the head with a hammer here with this word it, it's it's quite amazing you you, you use that specific example because um, there's no way anybody can know who I'm talking about but I've de- um, I've I've dealt with men in our church this particular year who are good standing. Christian businessmen in our church. And if you saw them on, on, on Sunday, this everything's fine. But the whole 15 months without going to church, the in Quebec, we were confined. People were confined to their homes and working from home. These guys who every day would go seven in the morning, go to work. And now we're working from home. And and the proximity and 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 they're revealing. And I, I'm I I'm thinking of a man I, I, I spent an hour with recently who broke in my office and said, I, I, nobody would know, but I became so angry with my wife. And, and there's things that I've said in the last, in the last six, eight months. And also confessing that um, there's, there's nothing. There's a, he's a real sports fan. This is very practical stuff. There's no sports. There's nothing in, in Quebec, no hockey. There's no, and, and started watching starting with with just series hbo series but had not had a problem with pornography for years but one thing and 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 going to church not there and going to his men's groups not there and we he he didn't like the the the, the zoom so, um small groups were so so this season became a season where where the foliage was thick nobody would see anything but he was so so i he 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 was called by God to reverse some tables. And, and I believe the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, will guide us into all truth. Uh, I don't believe that, he, 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 that the Holy Spirit only guides us into doctrinal truth. He, if a man or woman, search me, O God, and then, you know, seek my heart. So, so I, I let him and we, we, we connect, and I connect him with some men too, where, where he, have you, it's just asking God, show me. And and what needs to be reversed and what needs to be uh, and he actually he's doing the steps we're, we're in the process now. Um, he said, "Is this a good guy?" But he said, "I never, I don't remember asking my wife forgiveness. We have our little fights and everything's okay." And I, he says, he says, "I give her a little slap on the, give her a kiss on the neck and we, we work it out." 
but felt led to overturn that, to use that language, that the arrogance, the pride. He says, I'm talking about probably over 25 years of marriage, asking forgiveness, telling his wife, I'm watching bad stuff. You need to help me. Overturn the table of pride. Overturn the table to speak to me. To say, I'm going to talk to him. He says, you don't know how many months I've been battling with this. And just opening his heart. Um, recognizing that he had lost prayer in his life. I believe the Holy Spirit's so faithful. He's so incredibly faithful. And he's actually even more than the Paracletos comforter. He's a creator. He goes over what's without form and void still and can create. So, so leading him and leading our men and leading our church into actually, I believe the Holy, you can ask the Holy Spirit, create in me what's, what's dead now, what the, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. So the, the, I believe the Holy Spirit is more, is right there to show us and to speak to us and to even shock us. Like for him, the, the, the pride that was in his own heart and the, the anger that he was capable of shocked him. And, and I just helped him get on the pursuit of, I'm not living anymore with just the foliage and the, and the leaves. So, so for him, it became, and he's doing it at his level. I was back in church because we were allowed backs uh, gradually, but he, he connected with a group of men. He changed stuff on his computer. He committed to, to uh, not watching and asking his wife and this, and, and, you know, if you ask your wife to help you not watch bad stuff, you're going to have a faithful warrior with you. But most men, we don't want to do it. So, so, so to me, the, the, I believe if we surrender even our weak will and our weak to the Holy Spirit, he's a spirit of truth. He'll shine it. He'll, he'll show it. And then he's also the only one who makes us capable of. We, without the Holy Spirit, I'm not a promise keeper. I'm a promise breaker. I just keep, but, but with the Holy Spirit, writing his laws on our hearts and, and, and giving strength day to day, uh, this table is going to be overturned. He, he was, he had some very, very, very deep offenses in his life that he had kept and kept. And, and through this, this season, um, he, he's faced with them just saying, uh, I'd close the shop on this, but this is still a, so, so overturning tables, uh, by the help of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I, I th I'm catching the drift of what you're saying, and it's, I think it's really profound. And, and really, I think what you're saying is the 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 foliage and the tables are kind of almost one and the same. It's like, Absolutely. Yeah, you're turning a table over, and that's almost like pulling a leaf away. And yeah, well, so, well, so Jesus me, the, is tying the, these two things in the, together. The overturning the tables are the only, and, and returning to the house of prayer and releasing the offenses are the only way for God to produce supernatural fruit in us. If I don't turn the tables that he's showing me day to day and year to year, I mean, we're in ministry. So there's, there's tables of pride. There's tables of ambition. There's table, uh, when you get to our age, we're, we're, we're young and fresh, but we have a few years under our belt. Tables of comparison. This is, this is a season in life with, with media and ministry where everything is about how many views, how many likes, who's following, how many followers on your YouTube chain. All, all this. So, so the, the sin and, and, and trap of comparison is insanely dangerous. It's a poison. So there's, there's tables of, of, of ambition. There's tables of, in this last uh, almost two, 18 years of the pandemic, there's a table of all the plans that I had. All the, the, what we had lined up, 
how we did ministry, what I'd planned, the two of us, trips that we prepared, conferences, lined up, this is the next step, this is the, so so the surrendering and the um, overturning the tables of my timetables, my plans, my, uh, this is my agenda, this is where I'm supposed to be at this time in my life, uh, of comparison, of, so, so as I overturned the tables, I believe, supernatural, and returned myself to the house of prayer. Um, the, 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 this is one rendering of the turning over the, uh, uh, of the cleansing of the temple, but in John and in Matthew, when he does, there's a beautiful scene where he overturns the table, my house and the fig, the fig tree episode is there too. And my house shall be a house of prayer, but you made it a den of thieves. You're robbing people of, of them enjoying and, and, and receiving from the flow of my spirit. And when he does, the Bible says the, there's crippled men and blind men that come and he heals them. And then children, they begin to worship God because of the great things they're seeing. So the, the younger generations in our church, our sons, daughters, and second, and th the generations around us that, that are, that are they're, they're sinking in, in, in this, this swamp of, of, of sin and media and, and internet and everything else, all it's just bombarding them on all sides. Um, I teach homiletics, but my cute outlines and 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 well crafted points with all the importance that that can be there, they need to experience God. They need. I need. I still believe that, as I acknowledge that, I don't want to just be foliage. I I, I, I need to overturn the table, allow Him to come in. That as God ministers supernaturally, the supernatural fruit, that's the only way younger generations will experience God. I I, I was doing a podcast with over with large group of of young and uh, youth pastors and young adults pastors. You're gonna stand in front of young adults in 2021. It, it, it has to be an impact in their spirit, in their minds, in their hearts, and by the, the conviction and the work of the Holy Spirit. Only as the tables are overturned, that supernatural fruit emerges, mm -hmm. and and young generations that experience God. You you could probably with all the stuff that you you all the, the thousands of messages you heard, but you can remember moments as a young person where the Holy Spirit impacted your life, and that stays. Those though that the sound of of I I. No, there's no legalism in me in, in that it's just a pursuit the i want to hear the sound of children and young people and all in our church praising god for the wondrous things that he's doing as tables are overturned beautiful the um what i'm taking away from this is you know we started by asking how how do you come from the background you did into being mightily used of God, supernatural things coming. And I like where you went. It's an interesting, you know, it's kind of like a teaching of Jesus. Like, you know, you ask a question, you get a parable. Mm. And I ask you a question about how, how do you get from where you were to to being used so mightily of God. And, and you took us to the Word of God, number one. I thank you for that because I always mm. think that's the best source of power. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. What I hear you saying is what may have taken you there where God could honor you and and be, cause you to bear fruit would be that you're willing to allow him to overturn the tables, and that secondly that you wouldn't you just can't abide in 
the false leaves. You know, you just you're not going to live off that. And that would that be your if you were to give a word of encouragement yeah. to listeners to say, yeah. okay, Pastor Claude, how, how can I go from where I am now? To, to get rid of these tables and yeah. get rid of these these fig leaves, so to speak, uh, that are covering me. I, I preached this message recently to, to the leaders of our church, the staff and leaders, but then to the whole church. Because to me, that's not a past, it's not a ministry thing. Oh. It's so, so every man or woman watching this podcast, any Christian can, can stop. And, and, and there's a, a holy refusal. There's a sense every day of saying the honesty to say, yeah, well, I, I I mean, the title of my message in French, uh, in English, it was, my message was, I will not be a dried up fig tree. It's a long title. But I will not be, je ne serai pas un figuier desséché. I will not be a dried up fig tree. And in the church looking at me, that's how we started. So there's a holy refusal as a husband, as a mom, as a young Christian, all in my business and everything I do. I, I'm not just going to be foliage, and and I I want I want to bear supernatural fruit. The sense, um, of, of actually praying, I want to answer Jesus Jesus's hunger. He's still hungry to manifest His power. He's he's still hungry to manifest His glory in us in everyday life. He to so so Lord, I will not go through the rest of this pand- uh, pandemic with just foliage. I. And there's some, t- so show me the tables that need uh, that t- need to be reversed. And the Holy Spirit is so present, so powerful. And he, I, I believe there's never a shortage of him showing us. And and where we miss it is, is also there's no shortage of him giving you the power to turn the table. It's not by our own strength. But I, I, this is a holy refusal. And I will turn, but show me the tables that need to be turned. Day to day, I'm going to go. And in a very practical way, you, you decide to, to, to switch. I mean, count the hours you've watched series uh, uh, on Netflix or whatever, and, and, and not in a legalistic way, but I will, I will join a group where we're praying together. I will watch. I'm, I'm doing morning devotionals with our church, and uh, I, I, will, I, will, I will plug in a World Challenge podcast and, and feed my spirit. I will... I, I, I will as church are, are opened again, I will come, I will join in, I will open up to others, I will, but but the holy refusal, I will not be a dried up fig tree. I'm not living my life just as just to have the foliage, as long as everybody thinks I'm okay. Well, Jesus sees through it. So he's coming right to our hearts and his his desire to manifest the supernatural. I will not, I will not thieve. I, I, I don't want to rob the people around me, I don't want to rob myself of the supernatural fruit that God wants to give me. And I will, uh, by the grace of God, I'm hearing him. I'm his disciples. I'm hearing his call. And, and as we turn, as I turn the tables, I'm standing and believing for, for that fruit to be in my life and actually believing for people around me to, to, to bless God and, and to, to praise God at the marvelous things you will do as we turn tables together. Yeah, thank you, Claude. You're welcome, Gary. It's really good. It's great, great being with you again. And um, you. Uh, your book, Increase Our Faith, it's available at our World Challenge uh, bookstore at worldchallenge.org. And uh, that was one. That's the first book we put out sort of as we reopened up our bookstore mm. and people have been uh, 
getting it and uh, super increased in their faith by it. And that's a, that's, I think if somebody's hearing what you're saying today, if they get the book, that will take them more in depth into what you're saying about uh, is yeah. faith releases that supernatural. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote the book during a, a, a 40 day of fasting and prayer. Uh, and um, uh, if, if, if what we spoke about today uh, hit something in your heart, find an echo in your heart, I think that book will actually take you step by step into that, that dimension of seeking the supernatural. Yeah, it's really good. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it so much. You're welcome. I love God you. God bless. Love you too, buddy. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting.